Dr. Scott Gottlieb weighed in on CBS Mornings. The profile of the vaccine in 5 to 11 actually looked better than in 1625 in, in terms of the antibody production and the side effect profile, but there was a real emphasis on trying to find a dose that was optimized insofar as it provided a sufficient immune response. The data will now be submitted to the FDA for consideration. The markets open in half an hour and futures have been rocked all morning. What's behind it? Analyst Michael Farr says a Chinese developer named Evergrande on the verge of collapse. This is a failure in the financial markets of so much debt that it will reverberate around the world. Dow futures down about 2%, 636 right now. S&P futures off 74. There are desperate pictures emerging from Russia, where police say a gunman opened fire at a college, killing six people and injuring about two dozen others. Reporter Felix Light is in Moscow. Video published on social media shows students jumping out of windows to flee the shooter at Perm State University, a thousand miles east of Moscow. Authorities have said that police have detained the shooter, who's been identified as an 18-year-old male. School shootings are relatively unusual in Russia because of tight restrictions on gun ownership, but they have become more common in recent years. Mass deportations are underway for thousands of migrants crowded under a bridge in South Texas. Correspondent Manuel Bajorquez is in Del Rio. More than 300 Haitians arrived back in their home country Sunday, and more deportation flights are planned this week as the U.S. government tries to process the more than 12,000 migrants camped out near Del Rio, Texas. One migrant says he was in detention for four days in the U.S., four days without brushing his teeth, four days without a shower. Yet another round of problems with Takata airbags. WWJ's Jeff Gilbert says they were installed in 30 million cars and trucks. While there have been no ruptures of the airbag inflators in these vehicles, investigators will be evaluating their long-term safety. They were made with a different process than the 100 million inflators that are now being recalled worldwide. It was better than biscuits for a goofy TV soccer coach. And the Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series goes to Ted Lasso. Jason Sudeikis and his crew went home with eight awards. The Crown won 11, including Best Drama Series. This is CBS News. Worried about getting COVID? Vaccines may not be enough. Detect fever, the leading sign of COVID, with the Exogen Temporal Scanner. Learn more at exogen.com. My grand opening is tomorrow. Can I get custom posters printed today? It's possible with Staples Connect. I need to promote my new curbside pickup service. Also possible. Staples Connect can help your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get 20% off signs, banners, or posters when you spend $75 or more. Explore what's new at your local Staples. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. Ends 10-2. Exclusions apply. Visit staples.com signage for details. This is Renee. Happy to be here. She's not some influencer. She's more of a groundbreaker, turning her four-acre lot into a little slice of heaven behind the wheel of a John Deere 1 Series tractor. Renee runs with us because the most important job is the next one. That's all I got. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. 
The U.S. military has been vaccinating Afghan evacuees in Germany ahead of flights to this country. Correspondent Cammy McCormick. The military's 86 airlift wing administered nearly 9,000 shots against measles, mumps, and chicken pox. It took place over three days out of what the military calls an abundance of caution and at the request of the CDC. U.S. officials had halted flights of Afghans from Germany and Qatar after discovering a limited measles outbreak among some arriving in the U.S. Look up in the sky tonight. September's harvest moon will appear exactly opposite the sun at 7.54 Eastern. About that name, an editor at Sky and Telescope explains before the days of tractors and headlights, moonlight was essential for getting the harvest in quickly before the rain caused it all to rot. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. The pandemic's reminded us we live in a sea of airborne germs that can assault us with every breath. Your nose is the body's first line of defense by helping filter out allergens, bacteria, and viruses before they reach your lungs. But like any air filter, the more clogged up it gets, the less it works. So how do you clean your nose? I'm Martin Hoke, and I didn't invent nasal irrigation. The neti pot's been around thousands of years. But I did invent Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. Navage uses powered suction to flush out mucus and germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you sick. Over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navage has over 70,000 online reviews averaging 4.7 stars because it works and it's easy to use. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Now available with eucalyptus for a spa-like experience. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Larry's Dog House has been serving up delicious hot dogs, milkshakes, and more since 1972. Everything is made from scratch using the finest ingredients, and the friendly staff loves getting to know the customers. Come enjoy their 99-cent dessert special every weekend, and don't forget about Weenie Wednesday. Go to Larry'sDogHouse.com for their full menu, follow them on Facebook, or better yet, stop in for some great food. Larry's Doghouse, 410 West Union Street, Athens. I'm John. You may know me as a commercial lender, but I'm also a craftsman and a dog dad. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find John or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really, (laughs) tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. We espouse a home-based model because uh, really it allows us to get to know the client and the situations that they live in and their family dynamics much better. Our mission is about bringing the best to the table and helping people to find what their best is. 
integrator will walk beside that individual and that family to provide stability and safety. Taco John's fans can't get enough of the new Double Cheese Chicken Boss Burrito. One person said, mmm, which means this new and improved three cheese red pepper and smoky hatch chili queso makes Taco John's best burrito even better. Then someone else was like, mmm, which roughly translates to this queso blanco and nacho cheese combo is unbelievable. Well said. The new Double Cheese Chicken Boss Burrito, part of our queso blanco creations only at Taco John's. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Download our app for exclusive deals. It's when we dig deep. Moves it to Bjorkstrand, leaves it now for Texier, steps around his man, left wing circle. To do the right thing at the right moment. All the way around behind the net, wrap around and score! Nice shoot, Tex! It's our blue, and out of our blue, we rise. Choose the games you want and flexible payment options with the Blue Jackets ticket plan for the 2021-2022 season. Text TICKET to 26791 for more information. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach, your Inept Tech football team played its home opener and also conference opener this past weekend. and. I'm just wondering what kind of game it was. Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we went out there and played a real fine ball game. I'm real proud of the way the Oysters conducted themselves on the field, just like gentlemen. They were a real fine ball game on offense, and our defensive team played a real fine ball game, and our special teams gave a real fine effort out there. And, of course, I want to point out to all the fans that them boys from over to Cinnamon State played a real fine ball game. So what all the fans seen when everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. Well, did that combination of fine play on your part result in your first victory of the season? Well, no. I'm real disappointed to point out to all of our fans that uh, the home opener was has been just the same as all the home openers dating all the way back to ever since 1937. We come out on the short end of the score, but I do want to point out that the score was not indicative of the way that we played. And what was that score, Coach? Well, I, I believe it was uh, 84 and zip. You were telling me on our preview program 84 on and zip and uh, we was a zip and they was 84 you were telling me on friday when we were talking about the game plan that you did have a, a good game plan for this contest what went wrong well that's right you know uh, we do have a real fine game plan every week and 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 it seemed like the boys never go out there and follow the game plan it seemed like if they go out there and follow the game plan and we come up with a victory and, and that's what happened they didn't follow the game plan you know we had ourselves a lights camera action, a three keys to victory game plan, and none of them went right. We'll get into that a little bit more right now. Back with Coach Turf after we pause for this message. And for such a fine ball game, our sponsor today proudly sponsors the Art Turf Show, Camelback Water Bottles, Pioneers, and Hands-Free Hydration since 1989. Coach Turf, we were talking about the game plan for the Cinema State game, and you had a good three-pronged game plan, but uh, it did not work out well. well. That's right. Not only that, there was three parts to it, and none of them worked. We had lights, camera action, our three keys to victory, and, and for the lights part of it, you know, them boys over at the Cinema State are used to being matinee folks playing their ball games in the afternoon, so we figured we'd change them up, play the ball game under the lights, play it at night, and hoping all the lights would work. And when we went and throwed the switch for the lights, none of them come on. So 
We called upon our fans that come to the ball game that night to get in their cars and surround the stadium with their lights on in their cars so we could have some lights for the ball game. And, of course, now the reason for this here program is for all the fans to find out about our show and our program and support our team. And not enough of them come to the ball game last night, and I do want to uh, chastise our fans for that because when they lined up their cars around the field and turned their lights on, there wasn't enough of them on our end. It was dark on our end. Well, what about the other two parts, Coach, of your game plan? Well, the camera part of it, they had all the cameras on their side. You know, they was taking all the pictures. We wanted to save it. And, of course, on the action part, we wanted to initiate the action. But what happened was they initiated all the action by scoring all the touchdowns. They, they scored 12 of them. And, of course, now in the annals of inept tech football, that'll mean that we lost to Cinema State by a dirty dozen. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Well, we hope everybody had a great weekend. It's a Monday now. 69 degrees outside our window. They say it's sunny, but uh-uh. Kind of cloudy at the moment. Back looking at this week in general. Today, a high of 83. The rest of the week in the 70s and even the 60s. And then uh, midweek next. Let's see here. Daily, hourly. Okay, no, then. Okay, I've, I've done it right then. Anyway, good morning, folks. And uh, Scott's here, as you can tell. He's had a good show. And um, Thank you all. Now it's and time. Good morning. Now it's time for the party line. Yes. So let's see here. Looking ahead, though, let me grab this sheet over here. Okay, we had told you that Steve Patterson was going to be with us last Thursday. There was um, uh, um, he's on a committee, a state committee for the mayors. Um, he's a group of one of a group of select mayors that work on. Well, it's a mayor's association, okay? And uh, so there was a meeting that came up that um, I think I didn't know about. So anyway, he's going to be on this Thursday instead, all right? Always a pleasure to have him in here. Yes. And uh, let's see. an interesting show coming up in two weeks. I still have to do my research on this one. We have Rabbi Friedman, <coughs> who's nationally known. Very interesting guy. But the general topic is National Wife Appreciation Day, which I believe could it have been yesterday? 
19th? It's quite possible. National Wife Appreciation Day? That's what it says. Okay. Let's see what we can find out here. In which case, we all have some work to do. <laughs> or at least those of us that are married. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is really a neat guy. I have a little bit of knowledge about him. Whoops. Sheets. Let's see. It is observed annually on the third Sunday in September. So that had been right. That would have been yesterday. The 19th. Yes. Okay, well, we'll still do the show. Because um, we need to appreciate these wives all the time. Yeah, right? it should be every day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So just, uh, and then I think there will be some other shows that will be scheduled in the meantime. Uh, we just don't have them worked out yet. Um, anyway, today, September 20th, as we said. Of course, the year is 2021. Uh, today is National Care for Kids Day. <laughs> Why? We care for our kids every day. Yep. We should, including our pets, which are sometimes referred to as kids yeah. of the family. I get it. Well, anyway... Today is National Care for Kids Day. It's Pepperoni Pizza Day. I thought every day was that. <laughs> Fine with me. Now, this one I'm not sure. National Punch Day. Now, are they talking like throwing a fist? Or are they talking about the drink? Or are they talking about punching holes in papers or what? Uh, National Punch Day. Yeah, let's see if we can reflect while, on that. While you're looking it up, I'll go on. It's National String Cheese Day. Good stuff. And National Fried Rice Day. Oh, I love fried mm, rice. Me too. Okay. All right. National Punch Day. It goes in several directions. One perspective suggests honoring tools used to make holes Another points to a day created to throw a few punches at a punching bag. However, they direct us toward the thirst-quenching version instead. Uh, so this all three of the... Delicious, refreshing drink sparkles with celebration. All three of the options I mentioned were mentioned. They are all appropriate yeah. for that for this day. But most think it's really this, the, uh, the beverage. Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, so be it. So take your pick. Now, what about historical stuff? <clears throat> Let's see here. We've got a half dozen or so things to bring up here. First of all, in the year 451, the Roman general Flavius Aetius defeats Attila the Hun. At the Battle of the Castellanian Plains, halting the Hun invasion of Roman Gaul. Whew. Good job. Not bad for a rookie. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. The next one, 622 the year. Islamic prophet Muhammad Abu Bakr arrives in um, Jathrib. And then they have in parenthesis Medina or Medina. Here in Ohio, we call it Medina. But I think it's a different place altogether. Uh, yes, one would think. Yeah. 1622, Ohio wasn't... Um, Created? <laughs> right. Okay, in the year 1519, we just jumped ahead 900 years. Spanish expedition led by Portuguese navigator Ferdinand Magellan sets off on the first successful circumnavigation of the globe. By the way, during that trip, Magellan was killed. That's all they say. What, what was the nature of how he, why was he killed? Um, if I recall, I think it was uh, the natives okay. in, on the area where he settled. So uh, let me, um, how was Ferdinand Magellan killed? On April 7, uh, 27, 1521, he was killed by a poison arrow yeah. during a skirmish on the island of Mactan in what is now the Philippines. So it's not bad enough to be shot with an arrow. You have to also put poison on it, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's what happened. Make doubly sure. Magellan and his crew were assisting a local king they had allied with when they landed on the island there weeks earlier. All right, let's see here. Nasty. Yeah, really. 1854, the Battle of Alma. First major battle of the Crimean War. British and French alliance defeat the Russians. 1990, getting up to present time almost, both East and West Germany ratify the reunification. 2001, in an address to, the, uh, to a joint session of Congress and the American people, then-President George W. Bush declares war on terror. Terror. A war on terror. There, I got it. Just a couple years ago, in 2019, students from 185 countries staged the world's largest ever protest on climate change, culminating in a Manhattan rally led by Greta Thunberg. Well, famous birthdays. You know, um, I see a picture here, and of course it reminds me of something. But I'll get to it in a minute. So first of all, we've got uh, Maxwell Perkins. Um... Were he alive, today would have been his birthday. He was born in 1884, died in 1947. Maxwell Perkins. Maxwell Perkins was an American editor, and he was best remembered for discovering authors 
Ernest Hemingway, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Marjorie Kennan Rawlings, and Thomas Wolfe. He can be proud of that. Yes, absolutely. Some of his books include The Sons of Maxwell Perkins, Editor to the Author, Max and Marjorie, and Father to Daughter the Family. Um, let's see. Upton Sinclair. Upton Sinclair was born on this date mm-hmm. in 1878. Died in 1968. And we stay right in the journalism area there and writing. Upton Bell Sinclair Jr. was an American writer, political activist, and the 1934 Democratic Party nominee for governor of California who wrote nearly 100 books and other works in several genres. Hmm. Some of his works include The Jungle, Oil, Dragon's Teeth, King Cole from 1917. The Jungle from 1905, Oil from 1926, and Dragon's Teeth from 1942. He had a bunch. Yes, he did. Okay, the next one, Red Auerbach. Oh. Yeah, 1917, he was born on this date. Died um, in 2006. One of the most famous NBA coaches uh, of NBA history. He was uh, not only a coach but an executive, most notably with the Boston Celtics, and uh, he also coached the Washington Capitals and Tri-Cities Blackhawks. And the last person to mention today is still alive, celebrating her 87th birthday. Now, I turned the page here and saw her picture and immediately thought back of a girl I used to date who I thought resembled Sophia Loren um, significantly. She had her eyes, particularly. And um, of all things, this was in Wyoming. (laughs) Um, But she was beautiful. Anyway, Sophia Loren, 87th birthday today, of course, an actress. Two famous deaths to mention. I might know one of these. Jacob Grimm, born in 1785, but died on this date in 1863. Why is that familiar? Uh, Let's see. The other one, I don't know at all. Jacob Carl Grimm. He is known as the discoverer of Grimm's Law of Linguistics and the co-author of the monumental Deutsches Wörterbuch. Wörterbuch. And uh, the editor of Grimm's Fairy Tales. Well, that's that would be the only thing that I knew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or rather that I recognized. Yeah, he wrote uh, Grimm's Fairy Tales, Snow White, Rapunzel. Oh, mercy. Yeah. Okay, now this one, I have no idea. Edward, and that's E-D-U-A-R-D, Wirths, W-I-R-T-H-S. Born in 1909 and died on this date in 1945. Didn't have a real long life. Oh, my. He was a bad guy, too. Oh, okay. What do you mean? He was the chief. Jacob Grimm wasn't a bad guy. No. Uh, 
he was the chief SS doctor at the Auschwitz oh. concentration camp from September 42 to January of 1945. He had formal responsibility for everything undertaken by the nearly 20 SS doctors who worked in the medical sections of Auschwitz between 1942 and 1945. Wow. Jeez. That's a heavy-duty one. Yeah. This makes you another one of those, why do they have those listed? Well. Well, because it's history. That's why, I guess. Even bad history. Yep. Okay. um, I have here an announcement. This is from Associated Press. And they say that uh, as of... um, Let's see, 1050 GMT. Um, GMT, that's, help me. Um, I wish I could. Uh, well, it's, it's, I, it's the most universal time. Is it, is it like Greenwich? Yeah, that's Greenwich. it. Greenwich Mean Time. Yes. That's it. I knew it had something to do with Greenwich. I just couldn't get the and isn't that middle. Lo- isn't that located in um, Greenwich, London? I was going to say Great Britain. Yeah, the Royal Observatory. Okay. So, if it's ten fifty there, it would have been sometime early this morning here. Yeah. Right now it is uh, one thirty p.m. there. Okay. So it's, uh, what's that, four hours? Okay. That, four hours That difference. looks about right now that I see the, the data I printed or the time that this story came down the line. Well, what is all this about? Uh, as of now, breaking coverage. Um, the virus outbreak, uh, pfizer vaccination for kids. Pfizer said this morning, very early, that the COVID-19 vaccine works for children ages 5 through 11 and that it will seek U.S. authorization for that age group, a key step toward beginning vaccination for youngsters. It's a big deal. So, that's coming very soon. All right. Well, since we're talking about uh, COVID, or just began, I guess, really, let's update some statistics. You know, I, I don't know if... I wish I could... Um, ask all my audience to pick up their cell phone and hit one button saying, yes, we like this, no, we don't. Just, I'm just curious how many think the statistics I offer you every few days um, are of interest, frankly. But um, we, don't, we don't have that voting app. Yeah. Okay, so let's just uh, assume that people do feel this is important. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go backwards. So Athens, in other words, 
Athens, then Ohio, then the nation, then the world. In Athens, uh, we are now up to a total of 6,855 cases. Now, that's not, those aren't all active at all. Because 5,772 of them, that's 84% of the total, have uh, recovered, right? But of the... Um, but we had 55 new cases yesterday, or in the last 24 hours is what I mean to say. The day before that, we had 45 new cases. The day before that, 65 new cases. So it's all right in that zone. The day before that, 29 cases. Just, just, I mention that just so you don't think, holy cow, 55, that's huge. It's pretty, it's stable in that zone pretty much at the moment. Okay, now. How many people are in the hospital? 245 in our county. Uh, yesterday was 244. The day before that, again, 245. The day before that, 242. So, again, that's pretty much a flat number, right? Yeah. Um, now, I already mentioned that of the 6,855 cases our county has seen, 5,772, that's 84%, have recovered. Um, we've had uh, now 64 deaths. Now, people mentioned to me that they, well, we had two more deaths today. And I I go, not on, not on the stats I'm getting. You know, we had one more since yesterday. I just, I don't know where their figures are coming from. I'm using uh, four different websites. Uh, to build this document. And this document has, uh, well, at this point, over 260,000 entries. Okay. It takes me about a half an hour each day to, to update it. Anyway, here we go. So, so far, 64 deaths in our county is what I'm showing. Now, what about the vaccination rate? Our county is at 46 and a third percent. So 30,268 people have received the vaccination. By the way, my wife got her booster shot this weekend. Um, and if you were saying, well, did you? The answer was at, at the time we went to have that done, um... They said, wait five or six days, and you will be able to. I, I, I thought if your significant other had, what's the term, a health issue? The immune deficiency? Well, 
Uh, there's another term I... Prior condition? Something like that, that they let you do it too. Even Compromised th- immune system? There you go. That's it. But um, anyway, they asked me to wait a week. Yeah, I think that was the initial wording of that, that mm. it was only going to be available to those with the compromised immune systems or health issues. All right. Well, anyway. Um, At the beginning, of I, course. I think I've hit this uh, pretty good here for Athens. Let's do the state now. Okay, let me get my fingers pointed in the right columns. Okay, there were 43,000 new cases yesterday. No, 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 that can't be right. Okay, I see what I did here. There's a math problem. Okay, I'm going to guesstimate, and I'm going to say there were about 10,000 new cases yesterday. Our total cases, since it all began... Uh, in the state of Ohio, 1,347,205. Presently active, 148,753. Um, now, 9,200 people are in ICU statewide uh, people in the hospital but not the ICU 60,082 in our state as I said we've had um, 1.3 and a half million no I better do this in real numbers. 1,347,000 cases, but 1,198,000 have recovered. There were six new deaths yesterday in the state. Um, The deaths... The total for the deaths since this COVID thing began in the state of Ohio, 21,483 people. Okay, there's uh, the vaccinations for our state. We're at 53.4%, almost 53.4% have been vaccinated, which equates to 6 million. 236,135 people. Okay, our nation, the United States. There were 1,000,000, I think this one's correct. Uh, It's funny how it jumps around, and some of it's because certain states report a little slower than others, and others are right on it. it. It all kind of varies a little bit. But like yesterday, we had 32,731 new cases. 
the day before, 157,496, right? Anyway, cases so far... Total cases in the United States right now, 42, I mean, less far, 42,900,906. We had 311 new deaths yesterday, bringing the total for our nation to 691,880. Now, I said 42 million active uh, had been, start over, Palmer. I said 42 million cases have occurred in this nation. But right now, the active number is 9,705,031 people, which means 32,000, I'm sorry, 32,503,995 have recovered. I hope I'm not making this too complicated for you. Shall we do the world? We may as well. Yep, might as well. It's Monday. Worldwide. Well, first of all, there's 7.8 billion people living here. Um, As of yesterday, there have been 229 million cases. I'm going to round these off a little bit. Yesterday, worldwide, 324,363 new cases. Um, Deaths. There were new deaths yesterday amounting to 5,357 bringing the total worldwide thus far to 4,705,033. Now, how many are active cases right now in the world? 18,649,161. How many have recovered? 205 million 880,669. Worldwide vaccination rate, 43.1%. That's 3,394,556,000 people. We did it. You got it. About 18, no, 17 minutes left in today's program. I asked Scott to dig into a story that caught his eye, and I think he's got something. But let's do um, let's do a little bit of other unusual trivia. Then we'll get to Scott's selection. Okay, so Violet Violet Jessup. In history, does that name mean anything to you? Violet Jessup, that's a person's name. No. Okay. 
Now, she eventually was nicknamed Miss Unsinkable. Now, you'll see why here in a minute. Um, she worked for um, White Star Ships years ago. And particularly on their Olympic class passenger ships. She, she was a stewardess, she'd been a nurse, various different roles like that. Now get this. She was on board the, the Titanic. She was also on the Britannic. And she was also on the Olympic. Now, all three of those ships had disasters. And yet she survived each of them. Hence, Miss Unsinkable Violet Jessup. Mm, yep. That's, that's re really quite remarkable. Um, uh, turkeys, you know, we, particularly at Thanksgiving, I guess, but other times too, we, people like turkey, right? As a dish, a, a, um, a meat. Yeah, a meal. Yep. But back in 300 B.C., that means before Christ. These fancy birds were worshipped by the Mayan people as vessels of the gods and were honored as such. So if you cared to figure that out any, you could go back and look at various books containing Mayan um, iconography uh, iconogra iconography, there we go. And you would see how much they thought of turkeys as being these, well, they were worshipped. You just never know. Um... Tesla. Nikola Tesla, right? Um, many would say one of the greatest minds and inventors to ever walk on this planet. Uh, however, as it turns out, Tesla had some really weird phobias. I, this is hard for me to even imagine. He couldn't... W one of the worst phobias he had, he could not stand the sight of a pearl. <laughs> a pearl. That, that's... different. 
to the extent he, that he would refuse to speak to any woman who were wearing them. I guess his secretary one day wore some pearl jewelry and he sent her home immediately. <laughs> My goodness. Wouldn't it have been easier for her just to remove that? I don't. I don't understand why one would see. I don't get why it's such a yeah. big phobia. I mean, the fear of a pearl. Now, it's harmless he unless did, you swallow he, it. He had another little oddity. In fact, there's probably more uh, that we just don't have here. But he always wore white gloves. To dinner. But his purpose, it wasn't like uh, sanitary or something like that. It was more like he thought he was being a dapper dresser. Okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Weird. <laughs> um, At least in our viewpoint. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now here's a headline I can't quite believe. It says, Napoleon was almost assassinated by a horde of bunnies. <laughs> bunnies. Or were they, uh, like, out of wild I don't know. That's Amazon movie that's bunnies? <laughs> let's, see, let's see what this says. Napoleon Bonaparte is considered one of the greatest generals and conquerors to ever live, right? He was so powerful on the battlefield that he forced the United Kingdom, Austrian Empire, Kingdom of Prussia, Kingdom of Spain, and various king kingdom kingdoms of today's um, Italy, Dutch Republic, Russian Empire, Ottoman Empire, Kingdom of Portugal and the Kingdom of Sweden to join forces in order to confront him. However, bunnies were not as scared of him. Apparently, the emperor had requested that a rabbit hunt be arranged for himself and his men. His chief of staff set it up and had men round up 3,000 rabbits for the occasion. Just think of that. Do, just doing that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Going on. When the rabbits were released from their cages, the hunt was ready to go. At least that was the plan. But the bunnies charged toward Bonaparte and his men in a vicious and unstoppable un <laughs> onslaught. The only certain thing is that Napoleon knew how to survive. Oh, jeez. Maybe it's because they could see eye to eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The stare down. Oh, well. The little bunnies. <coughs> Did you hear, hear that joke about why a giraffe and turtle never got along? Because they couldn't see couldn't eye see to eye. Eye to eye. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. Um. That See. is too funny about the charging bunnies. Yeah. Run, the bunnies are coming. 
see. Here's one entitled, The Brits Sold Their Wives Until Recently. Let's see what that means. Between the 17th and 19th centuries, wife selling was a real thing in England. Getting a divorce back then was really expensive. So, several lower-class British people couldn't afford them. Instead, they sold their wives. The custom seems outlandish today, but it could be found taking place in public places like markets, taverns, and fairs. Yeah, that... That's kind of odd. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did you find this morning? I... I don't know if I can compete with some of those now. So, you want to do you want to do sports? Oh my! How did we forget? Yes, we, we that's didn't. of course. We so didn't. I'm on it. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Where do we want to start? Ohio Bobcats. I would think so. All right. We'll start with the Bobcats. Uh, boy, lost a tough one in uh, Louisiana. On uh, Wells, what, on ESPN? Yes. Last week, so uh, tough one for the Bobcats there. And uh, final score uh, was a lot to not enough. Well, we will say 49 to 14. Next up for the Bobcats is a chance to redeem themselves with a Big Ten opponent in Evanston, Illinois, as they travel to take on the Northwestern Wildcats. At noon, uh, we'll have that game on our sister station, the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats, Power 105, pregame at 11, kickoff at 12 noon. And uh, Now, Northwestern uh, should be a challenge again. Oh, yes. Big Ten school. And, yep. Yeah, they they play a tough schedule. Uh, so, yeah, the Bobcats will face a tough game. Now, I don't know. I haven't seen an update on uh, Athens High School alum, uh, Brody Rogers, he was injured in the game, early in the game. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think he returned. Uh, he's the Bobcats' starting uh, right guard, I want to say. Okay. But it looked like he had some kind of knee injury. But I have not seen an update on that. So if anyone uh, knows anything, I know we have you know privacy laws in effect and things like that. But uh, hopefully Brody's okay. Okay. But, uh, yeah, just he went down with the leg injury. I think it was in the second quarter. But uh, uh, chance for the Bobcats to bounce back this Saturday. And right now they are sitting at 0-3 uh, and three and in the basement of the MAC East. However, uh, I think they will be competitive in the MAC East division this year. Uh, Ohio State, they didn't play well again, in my opinion, but – you know, to each his own about what their perspective was on that. They struggled in the first half against uh, an overmatched Tulsa team. Yeah, they ended up winning 41-20. to Now, you know, they've got a lot of young guys. They start a lot of sophomores, and they're starting to uh, rotate in freshmen in their uh, lineup. So... You know, before you're ready to say, we need a change of quarterback and things like that. Yeah, remember this kid that's a quarterback for Ohio State. He's 18 years old. This was his third college game. 
So I'm going to give a kid a chance, you know. He's got some great potential, great skills, great athleticism. Now, yeah, they had a few plays that could have been a little bit better, better throws. But you can't expect a kid to come in and be Justin Fields immediately in the first three games. If he turns out to be that way, I mean, that's super, right? But sure. they are right now uh, They are sitting at 2-1, and one, I believe, and uh, they have dropped to number 10 in the poll rankings. They were number 9 last week. Now they are number 10. So uh, well, they've got a You mean nationwide? They're number 10? Yeah. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, of course not. No, Penn State jumped up pretty good jump. I think they're at number 6 now. Uh, Iowa's in the top 10. So there's three or four teams now in the uh, top 10 rankings from the Big Ten. Uh, next up for the Buckeyes are the Zips from Akron. Akron, right. Yeah, with Zippy the Kangaroo. I don't know if he'll show up or not, but <laughs> kickoff at 730 Saturday night. Why, why are they the Zips? I, I Well. Is this something to do with a zipper? Yes, I think it is because the zipper was invented, if I'm not mistaken, in, in Akron. Okay. Now in that's, the Akron that's, area. That's it then. Yeah. Now. I don't have that in front of me, but I recall that. Something like that. Yes, that, that invention happening in that area. So uh, they, you know, turned out to be instead of the zippers, <laughs> just the zips. Now, where the kangaroo comes in, I have no idea. So kickoff, 7.30 Saturday night against the zips. Uh, pregame here on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM at 6 p.m. All right, so... Uh, high school football. The Bulldogs uh, were defeated by Vinton County in MacArthur, 50-21. Next up for them will be a game at Logan uh, this Friday night. That game will air on 970 WATH as uh, we are the home of the Athens Bulldogs here in southeastern Ohio. Tremble lost a heartbreaker at uh, John Marshall High School in Glendale, West Virginia. They lost by one point, 34 to 33. And I think that game went into overtime. Let me let me say one thing. I'm back up a game. Um, during the Athens game, I think it was, uh, there was a power failure uh, up on Peach Ridge where our transmitters are located. And... Um, where maybe I'm even getting my which stations. Anyway, we had a power failure on one of our stations. And we want to thank AAP for fixing it quickly. It was only off maybe 25 minutes, where normally outages last longer. But they fixed it quickly. And, uh, folks, thanks for letting us know and keeping us informed and also for sticking around because we... Well, never mind. Yeah. Just FYI. It's sometimes out of our control. Yeah. Just uh, kind of. about a, 20 seconds yeah, here. Yeah, update on what happened there with the power outage. So, uh, Nelsonville, York, a winner. Federal Hawking, um, they were defeated. Uh, Alexander, they lost at Wellston, and that'll do it. All right, folks. Have a marvelous day out there. And uh, the. the, the 
what do you call it? The cover is starting to dissipate, so we'll probably have some sunshine rather soon. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The stock market is on pace for its worst sell-off since July. The Dow's down 391 points right now, about 1%. It had been off 500. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger says there are fears over a Chinese developer named Evergrande. This is a company that invested in property and used a lot of borrowed funds to do so. The fear among investors is that if the... Chinese government allows Evergrande to actually default and go broke, it could spread to other companies. The S&P is down 59, Bitcoin down more than 8%. A COVID vaccine may not be far off for kids from 5 to 11. This is a company that... I think that the 